Thank you for listening to this teaching from Kingdom Discipleship. Continuing in our series of A New Year in Jesus, quote, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews 12, verses 2 and 3. As we endeavor to walk more productively and intimately with Jesus in this new year, there will literally be nothing more important than having Jesus in our thoughts more and more each day. Let's open our Bible now that we might, quote, consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Well, good morning and happy new year. Welcome to another teaching and uh, hopefully y'all are just just rolling in the new year. Hopefully you've been uh, just applying yourself and, and dedicating yourself and walking with Jesus in a more deliberate and intentional way this first week of the new year. And so thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, we're going to continue in our series of a, of a new year in Jesus. And really, what are we you know, what are we hoping for? What are we looking to accomplish? Where where are we looking to grow in our relationship with Jesus, in our walk with Jesus, and in, in our devotion to Jesus, in our worship to Jesus? Um, and so um, we're going to continue in that today. Um, got some exciting scriptures to discuss, some, some important concepts. And so, um, again, I, I don't want to I don't know how many teachings it's going to be, but I think there may be one more after this, maybe two. I'm not sure. So, Father, we thank you for your mercy, your favor, your goodness and your grace on our lives. Father, we thank you for a new year, a new opportunity to commit ourselves to Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, we want to be we want to be more obedient children to you, our heavenly father. Lord Jesus, we want to be more pleasing to you as our Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, we want to to walk with you and experience you more personally and more deeply. And we want to experience your leading into deeper Christ-likeness, into every aspect of our lives in 2024. Father, we ask for your blessing on us one and all, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and relationally, Father. We want to walk with Jesus more and more and more in this new year of 2024. Lord Jesus, we worship you, we thank you, and we praise you today. Holy Spirit, we ask you to lead us and guide us now as we open your word. Give us eyes that see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand. We want to know Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay. All right. So, some important principles as we move into 2024. And one of the most important things is, is, and it doesn't come easy, okay, but to not be bogged down by the past, okay? We can't change what happened yesterday, last week, last month, or last year, and certainly any time before that, right? There's nothing we can do about it. So we want to move forward, okay? Um, and, you know, one of the keys is of, of a new year in Jesus is again, not being weighted down by, you know, by difficulties 
or failures or mistakes or the sins of our past. Certainly we ought to have repented over them, right? And certainly we ought to be desiring to walk a a life of wholeness and holiness in Jesus Christ, our Lord, but but to live in the present, right? And and again, this is a skill. um, It's certainly one I need to work on improving. But let's start with Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. The great prophet says, forgetting, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? So you have Isaiah here speaking the words of God, right? You know, you have the Lord telling us here, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? You know, I have a a grief in my own life is not perceiving where the Lord is wanting to, to bring me today because I'm too focused on, you know, what perhaps is what's what's happened last week or last month or last year. Right. Again, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And this certainly, you know, this certainly goes for not only struggles or difficulties or hardships or sad things that have happened in the past, but oftentimes we can we can dwell on past victories. And again, it's it's wonderful to be to remember and to see, you know, all that the Lord has done in our lives. And certainly we need to do that. But but see, I am doing a new thing. Okay, so in 2024, Jesus really does want to bring you. Want, want to bring me, wants to bring us individually and corporately as a body of Christ, as a church, uh, I mean, to a, to a deeper place, right? Um, but again, we're not going to be able to see, you know, what he has for us that's new. And, and it is exciting, right? I mean, what he has for us that's new in our walk with him, what he has for us this year as we study our Bible, Uh, hopefully what he has for us this year as you listen to these teachings, what he has for you this year in your prayer life, in your walk of thanksgiving and praise and worship, what he has for you this year in, in different relationships, okay? What he has for you this year in your finances, bam, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? Father, we ask you to help us. Give us eyes that see, ears that hear, Father, that we can see this, the newness you want to bring to our walk with you and our life with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lead us, Holy Spirit, that we might see the new thing you are doing in our lives, that when it springs up, that we do perceive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, look at uh, Philippians 3, verses 12 to 14. Philippians 3, 12 to 14. Paul speaking, Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal 
to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Wow. I mean, when you just read that, right, let that just wash over you. I mean, when you hear that scripture being quoted, right, Philippians 3, 12 to 14, I'm going to read it again and just let the, let the weight of this wash over you, okay? Listen carefully. Paul says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That's just Bible, right? So again, obviously we're, we're seeing that Paul here, he knows he's not perfect yet. None of us will be perfect till, till we get to the next life. But in 2024, like Paul, we want to say, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Um, <laughs> again, in thinking about, you know, 2023, um, you know, I don't, I don't know well how well I did this. I mean, this is an example to us. The Apostle Paul is our example. As a matter of fact, in Philippians 4.9, it actually states that he is our example. The Bible actually says this man, the Apostle Paul, is our example of what a Christian man or woman should look like as far as their devotion to Christ. Obviously, Jesus himself is God and our heart is to emulate him. But Paul is our example of what it looks like. In, in, uh, in Philippians 4, verse 9, Paul boldly says, whatever you have received from me, whatever you have learned from me, whatever you have heard from me, or whatever you have seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Paul is saying, as he is with me, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a statement that I don't know how anyone could say it, but yet it's Bible. And since it's in the Bible, the Bible just told us whatever you have received from Paul, whatever you've heard from Paul, whatever you've received from Paul, right? Um, whatever you've seen in Paul, right? So just look at Paul when we study the scriptures and we see how this man conducted his life. That's what we're to do. That's we're, we're to emulate that, right? Golly. Wow. Okay. Um, and so, but what he says Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. It, you know, he's able to accomplish that, right? Now think about how good that would be. Okay, man, 2023 is in the books. 2022 is in the books. Every year of your life is in the books. Coming into 2024 now, right? In 2024, Father, we ask you again to help us. You want to, you want to be praying that the Lord would help you to do this. Ask yourself, how well do I do this? Forgetting what is behind, heartache, loss, failure, pain. Sometimes we hold on to it, you know, regrettably, days, weeks, months, years, decades, or a lifetime. Paul said, but one thing I do forgetting what is behind, and straining toward what is ahead. You want to actively be in prayer, even daily this year. 
You can ask your heavenly father. You can ask the Lord Jesus. You can ask the Holy Spirit. And indeed, ask each of them, right? Um, you can pray to any member of your triune God. Remember, we have one God, one being, three distinct individual persons. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, and in Jesus, you have relationship with all of them, and you ought to cultivate a relationship with each person of the Trinity. It is a unique relationship. But be in prayer, asking your Heavenly Father, or ask Jesus, or ask the Holy Spirit, help me today, Father, to forget what is behind and to strain toward what is ahead. Help me, Father, to press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I mean, Lord, that would be really good. It almost seems unattainable, but there it is in the scriptures, right? All right, so how are we going to do this, right? Uh, turn over to the next chapter, uh, Philippians 4, verse 8. Philippians 4, verse 8. Paul again says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So in 2024, we want to focus on our thinking, right? On our thoughts. We want this to be a year, a new year in Jesus, where we're more productive in our thinking. Again, it would be an embarrassment if, 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 I, if I did a thorough examination of myself just to see the times in the day or in a week or in a month or last year that, you know, as whatever times during the day I, you know, my thinking wasn't eternally productive, right? You know, you know, when I'm sitting in irritation or frustration or impatience, maybe y'all don't know this, but that's not productive thinking for us, right? So when we actually consider the thinking in our lives that is productive thinking, and if we're capable of examining our thinking, most of us would say, I mean, yeah, Lord, we need a lot of help. So here it is, right? Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things, okay? Now, again, there have been days in my life and seasons where you would have thought this scripture said, finally, brothers, whatever is false, whatever is ignoble, whatever is wrong, whatever is impure, whatever is ugly, uh, whatever is unadmirable, if anything is terrible or unpraiseworthy, think about such things. That's not what it says, right? <laughs> okay, so how often... Do we actually spend time thinking about the opposite of what these things say? So again, I'm going to read it again. Let this sink in. Paul speaking. Finally, brothers, and that means brothers and sisters, all of us as, as uh, Christians, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Surely every one of us, right, right now, all of us believe and we're convicted that yes, I would like to spend this year, 2024, and all the years of my life consistently doing this, but this will not come easy. It won't. Again, you want to consistently be petitioning in prayer 
your heavenly father and the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit to, to help you with this. Again, to wake up in the morning and say, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me today to, to think about whatever's true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy, right? Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Father. Mm. All right. So again, how are we gonna how are we gonna do better in our thinking? Well, number one, it's gonna be to spend time in the word of God, right? Spending time in the scriptures is gonna help us in our thinking. Look at Hebrews 3, verse 1. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. If you did anything this year in your thinking, nothing will make us more productive in our thinking than Hebrews 3.1. Therefore, holy brothers, okay, again, brothers and sisters in Christ, all of us as Christians, let it sink in, who share in the heavenly calling. Okay, so he's reminding us. The Hebrew reminds us that we are called ultimately for an eternity in heaven, right? Now, again, we have eternal life now, right? And remember, eternal life is not just a, a quality of life, but a, but a, not only a quantity of life, but a quality of life, as my brother Jameson was, was teaching on yesterday, right? Um, you know, we have eternal life now. Right. And that's not just a quantity of life when we go to heaven, you know, that we're going to live forever. But it certainly is that. But it's also a quality of life. And the Hebrew writer says, therefore, holy brothers who share in the heavenly calling. Remember, this life is just a, you know, just a blip. Right. Who share in the heavenly calling. Fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. The single most productive thinking you and I will ever do or have ever done has been when we've been thinking about Jesus, not God. Okay. Thinking directly and specifically about Jesus, right? You remember in John 14, when, when Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the father and that'll be enough for us. And Jesus looked at Philip and said, Philip, have you been with me so long and you do not know me? Don't you know that when you've seen me, you've seen the Father? Kind of a weighty statement, right? So, boom, sit back, right? Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You don't grow to know Jesus by looking at the Father, you grow to know the Father by looking at Jesus. Man, let, I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm just, we're going to turn there in my Bible. I got my scriptures laid out over here on the iPad, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to John 14 just so we can read that clear. Bam. All right, John 14. All right, verse 8. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. That'll be enough. And it's like, it's almost like Jesus is, is hurt a little bit here, right? Um, Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? All right, wait a minute. Philip just said, show us the father. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, 
show us the Father. Wow, right? So again, fix your thoughts on Jesus, the apostle and high priest whom we confess. How are we going to do that? In no way can you fix your thoughts on Jesus more than spending time in the Bible. Remember, all 66 books of the Bible are the word of God. Okay, all of them are food for your spirit and your soul. Okay, but the 27 books in the New Testament where Jesus is full blown on, on, on like every page. Okay, the, the New Testament, uh, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You can decide this year, you know what? I want to read the Gospels once a month. I want to read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John thoughtfully, carefully, once a month on my own, right? So, you know, the first week, Matthew, the second week, Mark, the third week, Luke, the fourth week in the month, John, and then start over. That just came into my head now, just popped right into my head, you know, hopefully from the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, imagine if you did that. Imagine if you read the Gospel of Matthew 12 times this year in 2024, and then you, you, you read the Gospel of Mark 12 times, and you read the Gospel of Luke 12 times, and the Gospel of John 12 times. That would certainly help you to fix your thoughts on Jesus. Holy Spirit, and, 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 and with all that, we want to be praying, Holy Spirit, Father, Lord Jesus, Help us to fix our thoughts on you. Holy Spirit, lead us to fix our thoughts more and more and more this day and every day this year on Jesus. We want to think about Jesus. The, 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 the main foundational ministry of the Holy Spirit who lives in every believer is to increasingly point us to Jesus that we would think like Jesus, speak like Jesus, and act like Jesus in every aspect of our lives, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, and relationally, and all we do to be more and more like Jesus. Yes. Wow. It's going to be a good year, y'all. I'm getting excited now. <laughs> Whew. All right. Hebrews 12 now, verses 1 to 3. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. All right. Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who, who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Wow. Okay, so there it is again. All right. So now again, we have the Hebrew writer. Obviously, verse 2 says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of our faith. How are you going to get better in your faith? So you see how it says the author and perfecter of your faith. We've talked about this for, before. We don't need more faith, right? We need our faith to be purified. Um, we need our faith to, you know, to be perfected. The issue is not that we don't have enough faith. It's that 
that, that our faith has, has impurities in it, right? Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Again, if at the end of 2024, I can say, I look to Jesus more each day than I'll have been, I'll be pleased. The more I fix my eyes on Jesus with, of course, a heart to know him, to love him and to obey him and to emulate him. The better, the better I will be, the better all of us will be. Do you want 2024 to be a better year, a more productive year, a new year in Jesus, a, a renewed year in Jesus, as my kids were saying? Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And, and think about this who for the joy set before him, the joy of having relationship with you and me, for which how that is a joy, I don't know. But listen to this. Who for the joy set before him. He was so excited to, to redeem, to redeem us. And when I think about that, and I think about me and Stephen being here, right, and doing this recording, you know, I marvel. Because Stephen would not say, we wouldn't look at ourselves and say, wow, what a joy it was for Jesus that he would think about having relationship with me and Stephen. And yet, it, it, it was an immense joy of Jesus to look forward to redeeming us as hopeless, helpless wicked, desperate, obstinate, self-serving sinners. And yet it was a joy for him to become a human man, to live a perfect, righteous, obedient life on our behalf that we could never live, to die a, a torturous death nailed to a cross that we deserve to die, and then be raised from the dead so that that he could have the joy of, of giving us that perfect righteous life when we received him. So for the joy of living this perfect righteous life and then, and then crediting it to you, giving it to you as a free gift when you trust him as your personal savior. It's remarkable. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, Redeeming humanity, redeeming all those who would receive him, right? John 1, 12, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus has, Jesus has made provision for all humanity at the cross. All you need do is receive him, and it's his joy who for the joy set before him endured the cross. I don't know. This is a this is a hard one for me because what what you know what if what did you have to endure in 2023, right? What crosses did you have to carry? And I confess that I, I, I did a terrible job. Okay. If I try to apply this verse to myself, look at this. You know. Uh, let us fix our thoughts on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, 
and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, Hebrews 12, verse 3 now. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So think of this. Because of the joy set before him, and you and I, right, we consider Jesus and we emulate in this that, you know, that we have a, a heavenly calling. Verse 1, Hebrews 12 says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, men and women of God who have walked with Jesus and done it well and, and gone on to heaven, right, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, okay? So we want this 2024 to be a year, a new year in Jesus, a year of perseverance. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, continuing to look to Jesus, right? Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame. I, uh, again, I do not believe that the crosses that I was given to bear in 2023, frankly, I don't believe I did a good job in, in, in bearing those crosses. We've all been given a different cross to bear, right? Um, you know, we only have one God man who gave his life on the cross, but You've heard the expression, you know, we all have our own crosses to bear, our own difficulties, and we want to do it with the joy set before us as Jesus did, that through these crosses, through walking through the difficulties and the problems that Jesus allows into our life or brings into our life in 2024, the more we can do it with the right perspective, Okay, the more we can really do it with our eyes fixed on Jesus, the more we can begin to actually scorn the shame or the sadness or the frustration, you know, of of the difficulties and the hardships that come into our lives. And again, I, you know, forgive me, because as I already said, it's, uh, you know, if you're understanding me correctly, it's very hard for us to look to the joy set before us, growing in Christ and knowing Jesus and ultimately going to heaven and, you know, to endure the hardships and the difficulties and the pains that we have in this life. The verse three says, consider him, consider Jesus who endured such, such opposition from sinful men. So again, you want to consider Jesus. Consider him. That means think about Jesus. Meditate on Jesus. And again, we do that obviously in prayer and praise and thanksgiving and worship, but above all, by spending time in the scriptures, in the word of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not so that you will not grow weary and lose heart the more you consider jesus and think about jesus the more i do the more we will not grow weary and the more we will not lose heart and that's what we want for this new year right that's what we want for this new year so father we thank you for your word we thank you for your mercy we thank you for your goodness father we thank you for jesus Father, we ask you to help us, Father, to consider him, Jesus, who endured such opposition from sinful men so that we will not grow weary 
and lose heart. Holy Spirit, point us to Jesus. Lead us to Jesus, we pray. We thank you that you are sure to do it. And Lord Jesus, we just, we just worship you. We praise you. We thank you. We love you. We thank you, Lord, for the joy set before you that you would die for such sinners as we, for such wretched sinners as myself, and would live a perfect righteous life for me and then freely give it to me as a gift so that it's as if I lived it. Even though I didn't, Lord, you credit it to me as if I did and then took all of my sin and disobedience and wickedness and took that into yourself, Lord. The exchange, Lord, that you would take all of my sin from every moment of my life, past, present, and future, into yourself on the cross, and in return, credit me with your perfect righteous life. Lord, I ask you to help me and help us one and all to consider these things that we might look to you more and know you more and live for you more this 2024. Father, we worship you and praise you and thank you now in Jesus' name. Seal the message to our hearts. Amen and amen.